Hi, welcome to a special episode of season four of our podcast. I'm Mary Abazia, and with me is Tom Spitali and Sean Wellam. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey. So um, this season, we have been focusing on trends, um, and so uh, we've we've completed the trends and. In the the midst of all of this, um, COVID nineteen has has hit the all major continents, and so today is um, April fourteenth, and we wanted to uh, take this opportunity to really look at what it means when you have something like this occur. And you know, as we really stopped and thought about this, we realized that um, you know this is an event, and from events like this that really no one can anticipate, there are um, then a series of trends that cascade from this. So uh, so events and trends are are quite different. And so we want to we want to talk a bit more about how we see when you're planning that you can think about an event and then how you then can plan around the the trends or planning assumptions. So um we started to see this unfold with our clients, and one of the things that we thought was interesting is, is we're going to get into talking about a little bit about history, I think. Um, Sean is uh, is always kind of keeping us on track, and what he reminded us was is that these are factors that are outside of our control, but nonetheless impact our business. So, Sean, can you help us um, kind of really have a broader, bigger perspective on this? Yeah, I think you 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 covered it well in the introduction, Mary. You've got this 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 notion of trends and events, and and trends are those things that we like to think are somewhat predictable. They might be cyclical, they might be continuously growing, or they might be somewhat seasonal. But we we can see a a long term uninterrupted pattern in a typical trend. But we get these events, and and I call these these are the things that punctuate history. They reset the counters and send us in different directions. And it's not a new phenomenon, and it's not just a business phenomenon. I mean, if you want history, let's go back 66 million years, right, to the, the end of the dinosaurs. You know, that that event, that extinction event, killed three quarters of everything on the planet, but it led to a whole new trajectory with with the, the growth of mammals and so forth. And, and, and it's a similar thing whenever an event happens, it resets. Now, that obviously is cataclysmic and dramatic, and we're not facing anything quite like that. But you look at any of the events in history from the the Wall Street crash of the 1930s or the Great Depression of the 30s called by the, caused by the crash. That led to reforms. That led to the, the FDIC. That led to, to, to welfare reforms. That led to regulation reforms. You go through events like world wars, terrible in their happening, but they lead to breakthroughs in trauma medicine. They lead to um, increased... A cooperation between nations to avoid it happening again. They lead to NATO or to the League of Nations. They lead to economic groupings like the EU. Um, the most recent financial crash that we had in 2008 has led to a, a whole new raft of regulations around how banking is 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 uh, is conducted and what sort of safety nets and and resilience they have to have. So every time something happens, the future is a little bit different. And I suppose what we're looking at now, we're in the midst. As we record this, we don't know how this is going to play out. But the one thing we can be certain of is things are going to be different and they'll be affected and, and, and driven by the catalyst of this event that we're going through now. The question is, what will those changes be? 
Mm-hmm. I really like the way you're framing that. And you're right. Um, not only what are those changes going to be, but I'm, you know, our clients are running businesses. And so the big question is, so what? Now what? How are we going to run our businesses, you know, differently if our future is different? Tom, what do you think about this? I think it's always difficult for businesses to um, to plan for events because they're so huge. When we're doing trend planning in our workshops and people are thinking about things like even, you know, recessions, like Sean mentioned, the 2008 recession or, or wars, you know, trying to predict events and understand what you're going to do about events usually is not very productive. But the idea here is, is that once you, you understand what we've explained, that trends are what come out of events and you start thinking about the the framework, the pestle framework, political, economic, social, technological, legal, and environmental. What are the, what are the things in those areas that are going to come out from an event? People are much better able to start to see how this event is going to ultimately roll into a trend that's going to affect their business. And then they can start to plan for some of the scenarios that come out of it. So I think that's what businesses, uh, specifically a lot of our B2B clients need to be doing right now, is they need to start thinking about the the pestle trends that are going to emanate from this event. They may not be able to predict specifically, but they got to start thinking in scenarios. What if this happens? What if that happens? How are we going to prepare or at least be ready to act a lot quicker um, based on how this could play out? This gets the jump on people who are just sitting around waiting for the fog to clear. Yeah, actually, what what I found, um, I mean, this is, we said this is April 14th, and this has been about a month in, and I'm fascinated by some of the companies that are already hitting the ground running. They're, they're thinking about those trends like you're describing, Tom, and they are creating um, several options for themselves. And, um, and I think, you know, in this kind of situation, it's, it's hard to, as a person, it's hard to get your brain around it. And as a company, it's hard to get your head around, okay, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but I know I need to keep moving forward. And how am I going to use, like you said, this tool or other planning devices to say, how am I going to allocate my resources as we are, are going forward? And how am I going to address my customers' needs that, by the way, are also changing dramatically as we're moving through this? Yeah. I guess it's also worth thinking that when these things happen, you know, that some people are impacted immediately, both positively and negatively. If you're in the cruise ship business, you've had a pretty massive negative hit, as you are in really any any sort of um, vacation-type leisure um business if you're in medical devices or 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 technology like zoom for example or in the entertainment industry for home entertainment like netflix then you've seen a massive spike up so you get these very short bursts of of impact from the event and also a lot of businesses don't really feel anything too extreme it's just kind of like everything's changed a little things have got a little bit different but not dramatic impact and of course the the medium and long term is where these trends play out and whether you've been impacted it's it's important to to step back and think what now what what will be different when this is over a year from now six months from now hopefully what what will be different but it affects different people in the short term to different magnitudes doesn't it 
Yeah, I think there's going to be a huge impact. One of the things I see, if you kind of uh, apply the social trend, what are some of the social trends that are going to come out of this COVID event, right? And you realize that, you know, many of the biggest economies in the world have transitioned over to largely a service-based economy. And so one of the social trends is likely to come out of this is that just the, the amount of, of human, you know, contact and travel um, to business sites is probably forever changed or is going to be um, at least largely um, reduced. And if you are someone who is in the service business, a company that has a significant service business, this has huge implications because you likely, if you're in B2B and you're you're servicing what commercial air conditioners or you know oil wells or or, or what have you, um, there's going to be less of a, a, an opportunity and less frequency for you to go to a particular site and be able to do what you do. I think customers are going to start you know really be clamoring for ways to maybe service things themselves or understand how to make certain types of maybe lower level fixes themselves and companies that uh, are starting to, 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 to really make that easy and um, uh, something, you know, really feasible for their, for their clients to take a hold of are, are, are going to probably have an advantage. That's just one example. Yeah, I think I, I like what you're saying, Tom. I, um, I'm seeing already how um, service and technology are coming together in interesting ways. Um, the telemedicine, I had my first allergy doctor appointment. <laughs> I think the guy was down in his basement, but, um, but we did our, our appointment right there using the phone. He said, I haven't done this much, but he says, as soon as we are able to get full access to all records and everything, this will actually work out quite well that we can do telemedicine appointments. And, uh, you know, it probably will reduce the, the waiting room uh, situation. Um, the, but even the way that um, some of our clients are, are doing testing, the, uh, the way that we test in the future will be quite different. Their, their businesses are fundamentally changing, you know, even now as they're not only addressing COVID-19, but other things that they can be testing for and, and even home sites at some point, we'll be able to test ourselves, hopefully, right, in the near future. I think what we're seeing is is uh, an acceleration of existing trends, isn't it? As, as much as it may create a brand new trend, I'm sure we're all going to be a little bit more um, cautious when shaking hands or, or hugging, hugging people. Maybe we'll all be a little bit more germophobic going forward, at least in the short term. But there are other trends that like you're talking about, Mary, that, that existed today and they've been given a, a quick boost. You know, they've been put on steroids. So, you know, remote working, video conferencing, that kind of thing's existed forever, but we're being forced to make it work, to find ways to, to let our general reticence be put to one side because we've we've got to get into it. And you think about the overall, the, the trend that existed before this, like the, the, the trend towards lowering emissions and carbon free and electric vehicles and all of that. But we're now living in a world where pollution is dropping off a cliff because we're not driving, we're not flying anywhere. And I wonder whether that won't give people a realization that, hang on, it's not just a preference not to be traveling anymore because there's no real joy in traveling. But it, it might even join forces with that it's the right thing to do for the environment anyway. And maybe that, that, that double whammy will create even more imperative for us to, to stay more local and communicate through technology. But those trends existed. They've just been ramped up. Yeah. And I, well, I think um, 
But one more on that to add to what you're saying, Sean, is, is there's a lot of trends to source from the low-cost providers. And one of our clients this week said, we have this, this expensive piece of equipment that we can build but we're missing one screw. <laughs> so, so even as simple as how people reconsider their supply chains and even coming out of it, you're right, it's not going to be, you know, revolutionary, but the way that we think about the, you know, the supply chain will, will probably change a, a fair amount. So. Well, that's what we've learned. It's like, it's like efficiency breeds a, 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 a degree of, um, I had a great phrase then and I forgot it. It was uh, Efficiency breeds. Uh, I'll come back to me. It was. I'll, okay. I'll get that before the end of it. All right, Tom, you take over, and Sean will remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was just gonna. I, I really like this idea of of accelerating trends that were already in place. Um, you know, another thing that I think the, the negative impact of this event is is going to cause a shortage of, in some cases, like. Uh, I tried to call a particular provider yesterday, and they said that um, they've not only had to furlough some service, you know, call, call center people, but um, also there's just an incredible demand for their their call center. So there's a, a, a lot ha- longer hold times than have been in the past, and I had to be prepared to wait for an hour, or or I need I could go online and try to chat with somebody. It ended up I went on, online and I chatted with somebody. And the entire experience was handled by artificial intelligence and was handled like really perfectly and really, really well. And so, you know, you've got this other service trend where, you know, you're trying to figure out how can I help people faster and maybe with fewer with fewer people. And so I think we're going to see artificial intelligence kind of get a huge, huge boost, although it was obviously already in use in a lot of places already. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, we, we are touching on a lot of trends. Hopefully, as you're listening to this, it's sparking some ideas for you and, and what you might consider doing in your business. Um, I think there's a few things that you can do proactively to, to plan now as we're, as we're seeing this. Tom, do you want to uh, share a couple of things that they should start to think about, perhaps? Well, I think it's what I mentioned earlier. I, I think that a lot of people, the tendency is going to be to let the fog clear a little bit more before you do any kind of tr- planning on, 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 on what happens in, in the future. And I think that's a mistake. I think that uh, to any extent, even if as you're, you're locked down in your, in your homes, to any extent that you can use Zoom or any kind of way to, to, to plan with your colleagues on what some of the likely impacts of this event are, are going to be, I think sooner rather than later, is the idea there. And you don't even have to make any hard and fast bets. I think it's really productive to think in terms of scenarios. Here's a couple of different ways that our business might be impacted by this going forward. How can we start to be ready to pivot one direction or the other so that we can be ready um, as as the, 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 the actual reality plays itself out over the next couple of months? And I think the other thing on that is to, is to is to think broadly, right? Because it's it's sometimes we're caught up in thinking, what does this mean for me or my business? But everyone's interconnected. So what does the if people are going to change their supply chain and make that more robust? Incidentally, I remembered my little phrase. Do you want to hear it? It's mm-hmm. like it's, it's not of the moment now, but it was it was efficiency breeds fragility. 
Oh, I mean, exactly. There you but, go. <laughs> you know, my memory, it it lost. Anyway, but my point yeah. being, if that is the case, that people are going to say we need to carry more inventory, we need to have multiple suppliers to create some redundancy. What does that mean in the broader business? If people mm. aren't traveling, what does that mean for your customers? How can your value add be a position to to enhance? However, everyone else's world is changing. So it's not just looking at what, what about me, it's but what does this mean broadly in terms of where where can it change how I add value and so forth? Yeah, there's always opportunities in understanding, uh, especially how your customer's world is changing, like you're saying. And through that, uh, through their eyes, you're going to find things that even if you're in a tough situation, there's huge opportunities, especially if you can move faster than your competitors in figuring it out and taking action. So it's um, it's a moving game. But uh, this, is, this has been a great discussion. We love hearing any of your feedback, um, especially on this one, because it's there's just so many um, different directions that this is taking us and will continue to take us. Um, so we hope that you've enjoyed this very special podcast. Uh, podcast. You won't hear us talk about um, COVID-19 on any of our other uh, episodes within within this season. But um, but again, we wanted to make sure that you were clear. We went, we went and uh, put some attention on this one. So uh, let us know. Uh, you can also look at any of our, listen to any of our other podcasts, of course, on iTunes and uh, through our website. So thank you very much.